And now, it's time once again for the show that gives glorious voice to 25 million business owners across the fruited plain. Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Felker. Thank you, Dude Walker. Yes, indeed, I am Frank Felker. Welcome back to Radio Free Enterprise. My guest today is John Jonas. John is the creator of OnlineJobs.ph and the author of The Outsourcing Lever. John Jonas, welcome to Radio Free Enterprise. Hey, thanks for having me. Very excited that you're here, John. I have been following you online for many years, stalking you. Uh, but I guess you, uh, in fact, have been stalking me because you drop an email on me every day, which I think is pretty amazing, uh, both from a marketing and a content standpoint, because I do not unsubscribe from your email because it's always such interesting, informative information. Now, I normally don't like to start with the uh, biography or any background of my guest uh, because I feel like my uh, viewers and listeners are here to find out the meat of the information. But in this case, I want to read something very quickly that talks about who you are and what you've done. John created OnlineJobs.ph, the largest marketplace to find Filipino workers with over 1 million resumes in the database, along with over 300,000 employer accounts from around the world. He personally has a team of 37 full-time online Filipino specialists, OFSs. Is that the correct uh, nomenclature that you use? That's what I use, yeah. Uh, and these folks range from programmers to designers, webmasters to writers, researchers, project managers, and some just general virtual assistants. So, John, that's all pretty amazing. Uh, this is obviously something we would like to all aspire to, to have such a team or even some much smaller, maybe even just one person who can help yeah. us out. So we have a lot of ground to cover, but I want to start with how economical it can be to hire someone, a skilled person in the Philippines to work for us. If I were to hire someone to do a particular task for me, let's just say SEO, how much less would I be required to pay them than someone with similar skills that I might hire who's right here in the U.S.? So um, I haven't been in the workforce in a really long time in the U.S., <laughs> but <laughs> okay. I'm, if you were to hire someone full-time to do SEO for you, I'm guessing you'd pay somewhere forty dollars to $60,000 a year for a full-time person. That I same person in the Philippines is going to be 500 to $700 per month. So really, it's like a factor of 10 uh, wow. less. And it's like the same, like the same quality person. That's amazing. And uh, so let's talk about that. Well, rather than quality right now, let's talk about the different tasks. Uh, there's so many things, and I just listed all the ones that you have people doing for you. You recently, in one of your daily emails, talked about two particular tasks that you feel as though we should not expect an online Filipino specialist to be able to perform successfully for us right out of the gate. Uh, do you recall what, what both of those were? Yeah, that's project management and creating sales information. Okay. So, and, and really like, so you, you said in my bio that I have a project manager and that's true. I have a couple of them, but they started off as technical people. So in the Philippines, the, like the, not that you can't find project managers, but the culture there is just that they want to make sure that you're happy. And if they don't know what you want, then 
it, it, they struggle to do the work at all. And so I get people that are be like, oh, I just want to hire a team. I don't want to see them. I don't want to deal with them. I just want someone to manage the team. And like, well, mm-hmm. that's, it, it's not likely to work for you. Um, not that it can't, but the people that I have doing project management started off doing the tasks. So they started off doing social media for me. And then they just needed more help. They needed to be more active. So they, I asked them to hire someone else and they're managing that person. And then we got someone else and they have a designer. And so there's a team with them doing that. And the same thing for uh, like our backend admin stuff where we do all kinds of data integrity or, or verifying of people. And I have people that started off doing it and then we just needed more. And so that person starts managing other people. Interesting. And, you know, no matter who you're hiring, doing a task and managing other people who are doing that task are two different jobs or two different tasks. So I take it that you watch as people develop over time. And sort of pick and choose who you think might be a better manager, prog- uh, project manager, and so forth. Yeah, I mean, people will people will show themselves. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, both of these people came to me and were like, "Hey, I need help, and I would. I, I'm wondering if I can have someone work under me." They're like, okay, like that's yeah, let's try that, right? So the other thing they're not particularly good at, and not that they're not good at it, but I just see so many employers struggle with this, including myself, is creating sales information. So, so often sales is so culture-based. And mm-hmm. while the Philippines is very, very westernized, um, creating the sales information, understanding the market still just, to me, isn't quite there. Now, I will say that I have hired multiple really good copywriters. And like they write really good sales copy for me. But I still have to direct that copy, like direct, like here's the angle we need to take with this. Mm-hmm. Or so that, like that's that's the other side. But like I had someone email me yesterday saying, "How long is it until I've given my OFS enough time to make more sales on my website?" <laughs> well, like you didn't you didn't give her any direct. No, she's supposed to just improve my website and make more sales. Interesting. Well, like that's just not that's not going to work, right? Well, and so, for example, I uh, somebody I know uh, specifically warned me against trying to hire an uh, online Filipino specialist to do any sort of copy editing. And by in this case, it's not sales copy; it's not marketing copy. It's like uh, content, like books and articles and blog posts and this kind of thing, because English uh, would not be their native language. What would be your response to somebody having that objection? So if you go to the Philippines, like you drive around Manila, street signs are in English. Uh, <laughs> like bill, billboards are often in English. Like manhole, I was, I've only been there once in 2010, but like manhole covers on like the big metal things in the, in the concrete are in English. Um, I've been told elementary school is very often taught in English. Like English is man, government mandated as a primary language. Most people there learn their native language first. And there's like a hundred different languages in the Philippines that are Mm -hmm. all based off of, they call it uh, Filipino. Mm -hmm. And so they'll learn their language, but very, very early on, they learn English. And so uh, like I hired two copywriters and they edit each other's work. Um, Or Mm -hmm. I have just content writers who write and like some of my emails that I send out are written by them and you would never know except I tell you um, right? because the English is perfect. So I would say you can, 
Like it, it that that's one of the reasons why the Philippines is so good because the English is very, very westernized. Excellent. Okay, but a big difference uh, with uh, hiring people from the Philippines, and you've made this clear to me. I, I'm acting like I'm speaking from personal knowledge. All I know is what I've learned from you, John. But is the cultural aspects. And so the first thing I want to touch on is most people like myself uh, in the United States um, have hired people to do specific projects on Fiverr or Upwork or that kind of thing. And it's at best temporary, but usually it's just a one project thing. But you're, what you say is you need to hire somebody as a full-time employee of your organization if you really want to get the value from that person. Please tell us why you feel that way. Okay, so there's a couple things that, and I, I like when I got into this, I had no idea, right? And so just so you know, I call them online Filipino specialists because I don't like the term virtual assistant. People think a virtual assistant is just a secretary, mm-hmm. and that's not who I hire. And so think about this with me for a second. Like you want to do social media, you want to get social media work done. And so you hire someone on Upwork and they do a little bit of work for you, someone on Fiverr and they do a little bit of work for you. And it's a temporary thing. And as long as you're doing temporary work with someone, you're doing contract work, um, you're doing per project work, that is guaranteeing 100% turnover in your business. Mm. And that sucks. Um, Along with that, you're making a commitment to yourself, which you don't realize this, but you're making a commitment to yourself I'm not ready to work on my business. I'm just going to work in my business and have someone else work in my business with me. <laughs> um, when, when, you, when you're ready to commit, and this, it's the same thing with paying people hourly. Paying hourly seems like such a good thing. Like, oh, dude, if I don't keep them busy, then it's not on me. Then it's not my problem, right? Uh, I just pay them for the time that they work. And if they finish their tasks, well, then I don't really care. Um, that's saying to yourself, oh, yeah, I'm definitely not committed to growing my business. Interesting. The other you know, side uh, is if you go ahead, I'm sorry, please go ahead. Sorry. So if you hire full time, it's a commitment. It's a commitment to them where that's a big deal to them in the Philippines that having a full time, stable salaried job mm-hmm. culturally is a really big deal. And then it's a commitment to yourself that you are going to work on your business. So as soon as that person finishes a task and they're, you think it's going to take them three days and it only takes them four hours, which is like the first thing that happened to me. Um, you got to do something about it. You can't just right. sit and have them unbusy. I mean, you can, but it's not, it's not very so good, right? One thing you could do is go out and sell something or goodness knows. But uh, so this, for example, I'll just lay these out to you. And I did tell you in a pre-interview meeting that one of the benefits of doing these interviews for me is I get to ask you the questions on my mind. And so as I'm considering this, um, you know, I would like to have somebody who's doing SEO. I would like to have somebody who's doing audio and video editing. I would like to have somebody who's writing and editing content. Uh, I would like to have somebody who's a WordPress specialist. Goodness gracious, I could go on and on. So I, and I'm, but my concern is if, who do I hire first? Which task do I hire for? And then how do I keep that person busy? And so, for example, should I not consider uh, asking my WordPress person to do some SEO for me? Or should I not consider asking my video editor to also manage my YouTube channels? So yes, to all of that. Um, yes, I should not. No, yes, you should. Oh. Yes. So uh, so here's how, I'll tell you when I got started, I hired 
I didn't have a choice of using onlinejobs.ph because it didn't exist. I had to go to an agency and they said, do you mm -hmm. want a programmer or a webmaster? And I was like, well, I don't want either of those. I want someone who can write content. Well, they were like, well, do you want a programmer or a webmaster? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take a webmaster, I guess. Since I, can't, I don't have a choice. And I hired this guy and I started teaching him how to write some content. And, and, it, and it worked out really, really well. Uh, and then when the content was done, it was like, oh, yeah, but that's not what I really want. I don't really want you to just write content. I want you to post this content. But when you post the content, it needs to be, it needs to be done well so that I, I, you need to understand SEO. And, and then you're obviously posting on my WordPress site, so you need to understand WordPress too. And he didn't understand any of that. And so I taught it to him. And so here's what I recommend for most people when you get started. Who do I hire first? Right. So if you're working 50 hours a week and you hire someone to do something that you don't know how to do, you just added 10 hours a week to your work of managing something that you have no clue how to manage. And that is hard. And it takes mental energy. It takes time. And then pretty soon you're not managing what you were current, what you were already doing as well as you were. And you're not managing. It's just hard. So what I recommend you do is find something that you are currently doing or that you know how to do and you're not doing because you don't like to do it. And, and really that's the best situation is something that you're doing that you don't know that you don't like to do. You know how to do it. You're doing it. You don't like it. Recruit someone to do that thing. And there's a couple reasons why. Number one, it's really easy to recruit that person. Like, you know what skills you're looking for. You know what skills it takes. Mm. Number two, it's really easy to train that person because you know how to train them. And even if you hire, so let's say you know SEO and you're hiring someone to do SEO, um, they, they already know the basics. You hired someone who's really good at it. You're still going to want to provide training. And here's why. So in the Philippines, uh, they call it on-the-job training, is a really, really big deal for them. And it's more than just learning how to do something. It's seeing that my boss cares about me and my success in this business. Um, so if, if you're willing to train the person, you will build their trust in you. And that's like, so the biggest problem people run into with hiring in the Philippines is someone disappearing. They, we call it the disappearing Filipino. And when it happens, it's almost always because they don't trust you. They don't trust you to not get mad at them. They don't trust you to be happy with their work. They don't trust you to pay them on time. They don't, it's, they, they don't, they worry that they're not going to do good work for you. They, there's a trust issue. And we often go into this thinking, oh, I don't know if I can trust this person. And they're thinking that same thing, but it's a stronger feeling. So when you go to hire this first person, if you will hire someone to do something that you know how to do, teach them that thing, get them good at that thing. And maybe they're already an expert at it and you have to teach them little, but you still got to provide something so that they know you care. And then move on to something else with that person. So maybe it doesn't take full time to do SEO, but maybe they need to learn WordPress. Or maybe you find someone that already knows WordPress and SEO, and they can maybe also help you manage some of your social media. Now, you're probably not going to find the person that will do WordPress and is good at writing SEO and is going to do your video editing and audio editing and build your website, mm -hmm. right? Like that's, that's not the same person. Um, okay. But you can definitely have people that'll do like my... So I have... I have a couple people now that, that manage my YouTube channel. One of them is my uh, video audio editor. And another one is my social media person. And they both kind of manage it because they're both involved. Like it's a social thing, but it's also a video thing. And um, So yeah, people will definitely do multiple things. Great. Now you just mentioned training. 
Isn't there like exactly a 12-hour time difference? I guess you're mountain time, I'm eastern time. But isn't there a requirement to sort of have asynchronous communication between you that you almost never will speak directly face-to-face? How do you do training under those circumstances? Okay, so number one, what I find is most people over there don't work nine to five. They want to work five to noon or maybe noon to nine or something like that. So what I find is... Mm -hmm. Not everyone, but most of my people, if I want to, I get some time with them. So I don't start work until at least 9 a.m. And I'm almost always done with work at 3 or 4 p.m. Um, and often I don't even work in the middle there. Um, but so I usually get some overlap with almost all of them. If I need to talk to them or something, I, I get some overlap, which I never talk to my people ever on the phone. I mean, I've been doing this since 2005. I've probably been on the phone with them eight times in that time. And um, you actually recommend so that against I, that, right? Well, so specifically in the interview process, I really recommend against it. Like the Skype interview is the first thing people want to do and it's the wrong thing to do. Um, and part of that is time zones and just dealing with the whole process of it. Uh, it's also less effective in the interview process. Like sending an email is so much less time consuming for you. Like people always come like, I don't have enough time to do this. And then they go schedule Skype interviews like that. Why would you spend, why would you schedule a 30 minute thing instead of a one minute email? Like that's so much easier and, and just almost just as effective and more effective if you do it over and over and over again. Um, so the way that I do training Mm-hmm. is I I use a screen recorder. I use Snagit. Uh, and there's mm-hmm. lots of these out there. People use Loom or you can use what I recommend. Uh, Snagit costs $50. Uh, the makers of Snagit, which is uh, TechSmith, they make Camtasia. They have a, a tool called TechSmith Capture. And that is free and it'll let you record. And the magic of Snagit or TechSmith Capture or Loom is that you open it up on your computer and you can now record your browser or your piece of software, whatever it is, and your voice and your mouse and whatever's going on on your computer. And so they get to hear your voice. They get to see exactly what you're doing and you can record your screen. And, and like, I'll re- drag it out and start recording and say, hey, I really like what you did here on the website, but mm. this piece isn't right. Let's change the wording and let's move this thing over to here. And I'm dragging this out and like drawing it on the on the screen. So they get to see the whole thing. When I'm done, I click stop and I click upload. And that's the real magic of, of using a specific software and not using like ScreenFlow or using Camtasia Studio um, is that it uploads it to a server and gives you the URL of that video. You don't have to render. You don't have to use FTP or hosting accounts that's or awesome. where is this video. Yeah. You just send it to them and they have, number one, heard your voice, which improves their trust in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, they get to see it exactly as you showed it. Number three if they don't understand you, which live, maybe they didn't understand you, they can watch it again, right? <laughs> that's great. Um, so yeah. that's, that's a, it's a really, really good way of doing training. Let's, let's move forward to the, the website itself, onlinejobs.ph. Let's say somebody is watching or listening, they're interested in learning more. How do they go about setting up an employer account or do they even need to? Is there a cost associated? What's the best first step for them to engage with your site? Okay, so do you want me to? You, uh, can I can I talk a little bit more through like the how do you actually find someone here? Is that please? please. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first step is go to onlinejobs.ph and just search for the skill that you're looking for. 
Like you're looking for SEO, search SEO. And, and we all, so the way that online jobs works is Filipino workers come on and they create a profile and they, in that profile, they write their bio or whatever. They write about their skills. And then they also rate themselves in a whole bunch of skills. And it's one or zero to five stars. And so like one of the, one of the stars is SEO. So maybe you go on and you're looking for someone at SEO and you pick five stars at SEO. And you also want WordPress. So maybe you do four stars at SEO and four stars at WordPress and you search for the keyword SEO, right? So, um, or maybe you search the keyword blogging. I don't know. Uh, and you can experiment with this, but, but you're going to, the point is you want to get a good set of resumes that you can just look at. So you're going to browse these resumes on onlinejobs.ph. And I suggest you look at 20 to 30 of them. And if you want, you can create a free account and you can start bookmarking or pinning ones that, ones that you specifically like. The point here is twofold. Number one, it's to figure out exactly the skills that, that you're looking for. Uh, you'll, as you start browsing resumes, you'll see all kinds of skills and you'll see like, Oh, can I, can I find someone with SEO and WordPress and blogging experience? Like, does that exist? Yes, it does. Okay, cool. Um, next you're looking at salaries. Like how much are these people asking to make? Because they've posted what they want to make. It's not necessarily what you have to pay them, but it's, it's what they're asking for. Um, so then the next step is to post a job. So at this point, you don't, you, you have to create an account. It can be free, um, post your job and you're going to start getting applications to your job and you'll start getting applications almost immediately. And if you're not careful, like depending on what it is for an SEO position, you're probably going to get a hundred applications overnight. So, um, one of the tips that I recommend you do is somewhere in the middle of your job post, say something, make them do something specific in the application. Maybe it is, uh, make the subject line of your application be uh, SEO expert dash your name here. Um, or one of the things I've done in the past was I said, when you, uh, when you apply, include a link to a photo of a pink Cadillac. Something like <laughs> that. Just something to make them do uh -huh. something in the interview process that's not just copy and paste their standard form application, right? So then you're going to get a whole bunch of applications and you get to look at them all. You are not able to contact people yet. So you can't hire people. You can't interview people. You can't contact people, but you can see. So we, with the free account, you can allow people, you can, we allow you to see, is there actually talent out there? Like, is there interest in my job? So maybe your, maybe your post is for something way, way exotic and specific and you can make your post and see, oh, nobody applied to my job. Or maybe you got 10 people applying, right? So at this point, it's it's time to pay. And online jobs cost $69 per month while you're recruiting. When you're done recruiting, you cancel it. And so some people, it'll take them three days. Some people, it'll take them two months. Um, you know, just do whatever you need. You It's $69 per month, and then you cancel when you're done. So now you have a whole bunch of applications. Uh, sorry, did you say something? you want to interject? No, I just... Um I just wanted, there's so much information that I know that we're not going to be able to cover it all. Uh, and I, I, you know what I would like to do? A lot of what we're talking about today is covered in your book, uh, The Outsourcing Lever. Maybe if, if we just quickly went to that and you told us a little bit about what we could learn and how we can get a copy of that book, then I can come back to some additional questions I have. How does that sound? Yeah. Tell us, tell us yeah, about the book. It. What will we learn? So... I wrote the book after years and years of teaching people how I do this. 
and in the book, I tried to cover everything. Um, so I start with like the lifestyle. So I work about 17 hours a week and I have for, gosh, it's been since 2008, 2009. And uh, I have my team in the Philippines does the work for me. And that's, that, that is like, that's why you do this, right? Like you don't, you don't work to work. You work so that you can live. And mm-hmm. I love my work, but I love to ride my bike with my kids more, right? Um, well, and, and so, so I talk. Go ahead. So I talk about like how to change your lifestyle, how to change your mindset, who to hire and why to hire this person, how to, how to find them. I talk about cultural issues, the mistakes people make. I talk about uh, paying and managing and firing. I, I talk about the whole process of it. Um, the book is free at outsourcinglever.com. Uh, if you pay shipping, I bought the book. I pay for the book. Um, I think it's $7 for shipping at outsourcinglever.com. So, And I, I also uh, yeah. um, at outsourcinglever.com, you also see a lot. I mean, it's almost a, an unbelievable number of bullet points that you list there of what you talk about, what's covered, and you break it down into sections like recruiting, hiring, training, managing, et cetera, et cetera. And the, the next question I wanted to ask you about, and this, this is part of the concern about hiring someone full-time, what if it doesn't work out? Well, you recommend like a trial period with one or more test projects. Can you speak to that? Give us an idea of how that might work with just whatever skill uh, task. Yeah, so typically when I hire someone, I've gone through a really good recruiting process. So I, I have a pretty good idea that they're going to work for me. But in the beginning, I still want to test. So one of the tests that I've done for people, like let's talk about SEO and SEO and WordPress, like what you said. Um, when I hire them, I would, I, I would give them access to a hosting account and say, set up WordPress on this hosting account and um, change the theme to be something like this and write a post and a page and make the post the homepage. Uh, and then I could see like, oh, do you, do you really understand WordPress well? Um, or for SEO, you could give a test of like, hey, here's my website. Tell me who my competitors are and give me a list of 20 of the 20 of the of keywords. Right. So like just something to have them show me what they're what they're capable of. Um, now, is that and I take it that you would pay them to do that. Is that included in the first month or you only pay them a a small amount during the test period? How would that work? So that first, both of those could be either during the recruiting process or right after, right? Um, so if it's during the recruiting process, what I recommend is you haven't hired them yet, offer to pay them for the test test if it's going to take them longer than 30 minutes. And okay. you don't have to pay them a lot. It might be 10 or $20. And maybe you offer that to three, four, five people. But then you, you get a really good idea up front of like who you want to hire. Afterwards, that probationary period after you've hired them, what I say is, look, I, I'm ready to hire you. I want you full time. Uh, I expect this to be long term, but the first couple of months are going to be a probationary period. And I'm going to pay you, you know, maybe if maybe during the negotiations, I'll say we're going to start off with a probationary period and, and you want $500 a month. I'm going to pay you 400 for the first two months and then we'll move you to 500 after that. Um, and that is just like to say, to give me an out, to say like, hey, man, this isn't working. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Or maybe to give them an out because 
maybe they don't like you. I mean, <laughs> uh-huh. I had someone yesterday who was like, these people are terrible. And then she told me what she was doing. And I was like, yeah, this isn't going to work for you. Like that. Sorry. They, she was like, they keep quitting on me. Well, I understand why. Cause you're not a very good boss. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, and that's a whole different story as far as how to, uh, be a good manager and be a good boss. And we certainly don't have time for that. But let me ask you this. How would I pay my worker? So you can pay them however you want. Um, at onlinejobs.ph, we created a payment system called EasyPay. It's built into your account. It's always free. So like the free account, you can use it to pay your people. Um, you could use PayPal. You could use Western Union. You could, I mean, whatever you want. Okay. Uh, it's super Any easy. Any taxes I need to worry about? So they, let's talk about the U.S. at least. Um, so nobody really has any experience with this that I've ever talked to, an accountant or, or a, an attorney or whatever. But I've been doing this since 2005 and I've been through quite a few accountants and they've all said the same thing. This is a subcontractor expense for which you do not do a 1099. They're not in the U.S. They don't need a 1099. Right. Uh, you have them sign a W8-BEN saying that they are an overseas contract worker, and that's the end of it. Okay. I mean, let me move on to another question. What would you say are is either the one or two or three biggest misconceptions that U.S. employers uh, have about trying to make this work? So the, the biggest misconception is probably that they're not skilled, that they are a virtual assistant, they're just a secretary that isn't very good at anything. And that's just not right. Um, the second biggest problem, I would say, is people having expectations that you're going to hire someone and they're going to completely take over your business for you like from day one. And that's uh, like, oh, I, I mean, I'll get an email from someone that says, I need someone who can build me a WordPress site and make it look really great and write all the content for it and write a sales copy and write me an ebook and make, do this custom software. Like that's, this person doesn't exist. Like not in the world, <laughs> not in the Philippines, not, you know? Um, so expecting too much. Now you can find really talented people, but they're not going to take over your business for you in day one. Um, well, you know, so if I could synopsize some of the things that I think I've learned from you both today and over the years. One is that there's a real relationship aspect to this between you and your online Filipino specialist. There has to be trust. There has to be communication. You have to de- uh, communicate to them that you really are committed to their success personally and, and their training and growth and so forth. You as the employer need to understand that this person may require more direction than you originally thought, not so much training in their skill, but direction about exactly what you're looking for them to do, that we shouldn't assume that they understand what we mean. We need to take the extra step to make ourselves clear. Um, Another thing is that we have to commit to full time. And this is something that a lot of us feel a little queasy about. Uh, and then there are also little cultural things that I've, I've seen you write about. And, and I'd like to, this is going to be my uh, last question for you, is uh, about the 13th month. Can you tell us uh, something about the 13th month? And I just think it's a, it's a great example of how we are going to have to get our 
own thinking aligned with our workers if we really want to make this work out. Yeah. So before I talk about the 13th month, let me correct something. Because you okay. said you have to commit to full time. You don't have to commit to full time. Oh, okay. Um, full time will definitely be better. Um, it, in the Philippines, if someone is working part time for you, they're working full time for someone else. Like they're, they're going to find a full time job. But I've had really good part-time people. I always push them to move to full-time and sometimes I can't get them to do that or, or sometimes it takes some time. Uh, but you can hire people part-time. You can hire people hourly. There's lots of people that are doing, doing both of those things and it's working out great for them. I just say it'll be better full-time. I'm really glad okay, that, so, that came forward. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the 13th month. So in the Philippines, if you are a, and this is one of the cultural things that you just have to know. Um, if you're a Filipino employer and you're in the Philippines and you're hiring workers, then you are legally required after someone has worked for you for a year to pay them a an extra month's salary called the 13th month. And how it actually works is, so uh, it's paid in December. So in December, you pay them November's salary. So like December 1st, you pay for November. Don't ever pay, don't ever prepay. You're not paying November December 1st for December's work. Um, so you're paying December salary and then or November salary. And then sometime in December, you're also going to give them an extra one month of pay called the 13th month. And the earlier in the month you pay it, the happier they'll be. <laughs> um, it's also prorated. So like you hire someone in, in June, then in, in December, you're going to pay them. You're going to, so you're going to add up the number of months that they worked for you. You're going to take their total annual salary and divide it by the number of months that they worked for you. And then multiply by twelve. Is that right? Is that divide the right by twelve and multiply by the number of works uh, months they've worked? Yeah. Yes. Correct. <laughs> um, so it's just a prorated one month of salary. If they work for you from January to December, then you're going to pay them a full month. It's not a Christmas bonus, and that's a big deal. Um, so, like every year in December, we pay them November salary. We pay them a a one month extra salary. And then we also give them a Christmas bonus. And we also give them a bunch of time off between Christmas and New Year's. Hmm. So That's great. And I can see that would engender a lot of loyalty and trust. Yeah. And speaking of loyalty, just so you guys know, like this is one of the things that makes the Philippines so good. The first person I ever hired that I told you about in 2005 still works for me today. Wow. Um, and that's... That's not uncommon. Like I have people that started in 2007 and 2008 and 2009 that still work for me today. That's great. Well, John, we're just about out of time, but I always like to close by asking my guest if there's a question I have not asked you that I should have, or if there's a thought that's come to mind that you'd like to share before we go. Um, so for me, this has been magic. Like it completely changed my life from the first person I hired. It's been amazing. It's not that way for everybody. Uh, you know, it doesn't work for some people. For a lot of people, it's it's the same thing for me. You know, it's magic. But you don't know until you try. And like whether you hire from onlinejobs.ph or you go to an agency and pay their markup salaries or whatever, I don't really care. Just try it and hire someone and see if you can get talented work at a really affordable price. Like this isn't about sending jobs overseas. What I often see is people who can't afford to pay someone locally will hire people in the Philippines until they can afford to hire someone locally and then they will. Um, hmm. So yeah, you just have to try it. Like it's a, it's a leap of faith and 
But if it works, dang, it's so good. <laughs> well, John Jonas, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Thanks again to John. And thank you for joining us. Until next time, I'm Frank Felker saying I'll see you on the radio. Forgiving your entrepreneurial sins with a gentle wave of his microphone, here's Frank Felker. Frank Felker.